Hello and welcome to Terror Talk on the Terror Express. I'm Jason Bradford. And today we are talking to one of our horror enthusiasts and horror fans who has a networking company called Terror 81. Many of you may know him from his YouTube channel as Father Mahoney. Tonight we welcome Rob Mahoney to Terror Talk. Hello, Rob. How are you on this new year? Good, Jason. How you been doing this new year? Doing very well as, as well here. So listeners, tonight, uh, Rob and I are going to discuss, um, if you're a fan of Friday the 13th, if you're a fan of horror in general, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead or uh, any of these lines of films here, I think you're going to love this episode. We're going to be talking about Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. So Rob, I asked my guests to come on Terror Talk to choose the title that they want to talk about, one of their favorite horror films. Why Jason Goes to Hell? Why are we talking about that tonight? I thought it was a great departure from uh, what Adam Marcus used to refer to as uh, the run of the mill Jason films. Mm-hmm. Like when he took over, he he was he told them, "Is is there any limits that I can go beyond? Like, does it have to be a straight Friday the Thirteenth film?" And when he kind of got the green light, he's like, "I want to do something different." And I think that's what attracted me to this movie is it wasn't your typical Friday the Thirteenth where people show up, Jason kills them one by one, and and you know, you then you have the the heroine at the end saving the day. I, I right. like I love the idea that uh, Adam took this. Um, can I take tell a quick story? Oh sure, absolutely. So you're so I do is yeah. I actually w- went to see this at the theater. I, I, the mm-hmm. last movie I saw before this at the theater was uh, uh, Part Seven, which I thought Part Seven was a little departure from the. But going back to Jason Goes to Hell is I'm sitting there in the theater and like less than 10 minutes of the film when they blow Jason up, I, I I sat there with my mouth like wide open, like we still have like an hour and 20 minutes to go. What? How do you blow up Jason in a movie? So I, I, I sat there with intrigue, like figuring out like what, what's going to happen. And when I saw what was happening, I was like, wow, this is this is pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah. you know. When people talk about Jason Go to Hell, they always seem to compare it to Season of the Witch because, you know, when Halloween did Season of the Witch, it was a clear departure from one and two. But I mm-hmm. I don't think that this is anything like Season of the Witch. Nothing against Season of the Witch. I love that movie. But I thought that they did a great justice with this movie as far as Jason goes, kind of the mythology behind Jason. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like a lot of the things that Adam added to it and that's why i had mentioned evil dead because you know jason's essentially in this film a deadite that's you know if, if there's the yeah. there's a one scene toward the end of the movie in the third act you literally literally see the necronomicon is sitting yes. there in the Voorhees house yeah and i'm a i'm a huge fan of uh evil dead and i think i mm-hmm. marked out when i saw the necronomicon there. i did I was, too i i yelled I in the theater <laughs> I did too. I was like, yeah. so that fucking explains that Jason's a deadite. That's that's how he's doing what he's doing. It makes yeah, sense. That's how, Total that's how sense. like you can't kill him. You can't kill right, him because right. he's not like he's not a person. He he's more of an entity, like a deadite, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. And that's great. And I love that. And I also like the fact that um, and I didn't mention uh, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street fans. This is also where we get the promise of that crossover with, you know, the glove coming up at the end and grabbing yes. the mask. And in ten, it was a 10-year promise, but we eventually got to see that promise come to fruition. Yes. So that was, I was, and that I was, was going to mention that, too. Like, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, it, it, it gave that pathway to the crossover at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, everybody and their mother thought the movie was over. 
And then also you see the, the glove come up. And mm-hmm. I remember that the whole theater stood up and cheered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And there to this to this day, anytime anybody that I'm around who hasn't seen a Friday the thirteenth film if if i choose to be their friend because (laughs) that's a good reason not to be somebody's friend if you've never seen the friday the 13th films get out of my sight but if i'm feeling if i'm feeling generous i'm like okay i'm going to show you one scene from one friday the 13th film it's going to be the end of jason goes to hell you got to see the glove grab the mask yep it also holds one of my favorite kills with debbie in the tent with the unrated the unrated version the unrated version definitely so so brutal So jaw, my my jaw fell in my popcorn bucket um, yeah. when I saw that. Now, obviously, I didn't see that at the theater, but when I was at okay. home watching that um, for the first time, I I was speechless. I still remember to this day the first time I saw that scene, my jaw yeah. dropped. Yeah, it was fantastic. And you have a lot of likable characters in this movie too. You know, mm-hmm. you you have Stephen that Stephen you you have to love in this movie because you yes. know he plays the the ex boyfriend who really mm-hmm. wants to make things right. And when the scene when he gets to see his baby for the first time, like that really touches yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yes. Um, it so does. it's like, and Jessica Kimball who plays you know the overprotective mom, but you you really care about her because you know inside you know she still loves Stephen. Yes, so, and I I like the fact too, and I, I know you you most likely know this fact but to the listeners who are who are listening to this who may not know Stephen freeman was written originally to be tommy jarvis so his yeah. his character was supposed to be tommy jarvis but obviously paramount wouldn't give any rights to new line except for jason Voorhees, so they couldn't use tommy in this unfortunately yeah. but um it was it was still a wild ride and it was still enjoyable and it had some, like you said, it has some great characters in there. Joey B is one of my all-time favorite characters in the franchise, yes. and so is Vicky. I love Vicky. Vicky is the, it's the hero that we all needed because he yes. fights so hard. She fights yes. so hard. Yes, absolutely. And I always, and I always see her death as that one death. Every installment has that one girl that you're like, damn, why didn't she make it? I, I really love this character. And Vicky for me was the Jason goes to hell character yes. that could have been the final girl, and I would have been happy with that. Yeah, I, I would have been happy to. Yeah. So when you um, first saw the unrated version compared to the theatrical version, you said you had seen it at the theater when it came out. What was your reaction to all the added scenes that you hadn't seen at the theater? Oh, man, it was great. Um, the the added features obviously added to it, but I could also see why they, they couldn't put it on the big screen because, you know, what what uh, Hollywood allows to be shown on the big screen is always like like a watered down version, I guess mm-hmm. that you could say. But yeah. uh, when I saw the unrated version, I was just like, man, I wish I got to see this at the theater. You yeah, know, that like you said, that tent scene is just—it's a great scene edited, but man, is it a, a fantastic scene unedited, uh, unedited. It uh, yes, it really is. And I always thought that the gentleman that she's with, and I can't remember his character's name because. I don't even know if they mention it in the movie, but I always thought this is going to show his, his death scene, but obviously what we see is what we get. There was no on-screen kill with him just to scream. Yeah. But now I, were you aware that the original, um, that Creighton Duke, the role of Creighton Duke was auditioned for by Tony Todd, who's famous for Candyman. I've heard that, but I kind of, I'm kind of glad they went with Stephen Williams. Cause I'm an old Stephen Williams fan back in, uh, 
back in the 21 Jump Street days. And uh, also, <laughs> a lot of people forget he was in Miss in Action too. Yeah. He played uh, Nestor, the, the, the traitor. Also, of... He was also in Twilight Zone, the movie. A lot of people don't know, yeah. know that. I didn't know that. I was watching Twilight Zone, the movie a few months ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's wow. in the, uh, ra- the racial. That's Stephen he's, Williams. Yeah, he's in the first uh, uh, story with the guy who's mm-hmm. very racial. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Which was Jennifer Jason Lee's father who was killed filming that, yeah. that movie, that role with a couple of the kids that were on set tragically. But uh, yeah, can you imagine how much different Jason Goes to Hell would have been had we had, you know, John DeLamay playing um, Tom, Thomas, or if we had uh, Stephen Williams not in the film, but we had Tony Todd. And there's also, there's also, um, I don't know how accurate this information is, but I hear that Cunningham actually reshot a lot of the film himself. So I don't know how much is Adams and how much is Sean's, but well, what do you I think remember, would be different? I, I don't think, it, I mean, the addition of Tony Todd, I mean, Tony Todd can play any role. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I would have been too mad. Not because, because he wouldn't even known Steve Williams would have been in at that point. So, but as far as the Tommy character, I, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go into that because for me, Tom, uh, Tommy is always Tom Matthews. And uh, yeah, I don't know if they would have got Tom Matthews to play the role. Right. So, I mean, I know the Tommy character has been played by Feldman. He's been played by, um, oh, what's his name in part five? Uh, I uh, know it's, it's funny because his name, his name will lose me, which is terrible because yeah. he's my favorite Tommy. Yeah, he is my favorite part, Tommy. Part, but part uh, five is my, yeah. And I I know like the a fourth different Tommy probably wouldn't have been a far stretch because they've already done it three times. Right, but, right. But I I did like Tom Matthews' portrayal as it, and I can't. Yeah, I see, think his is the most iconic Tommy. Yeah, but I can't see that character Stephen. Well, uh, now it's called Stephen uh, Freeman, but he he seems more toned down than than what I would remember Tommy as. He's more of like a part five Tommy, but yeah. a little bit more talkative. Yeah, you know what I yes, mean? exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, you talked about going and seeing this movie in the beginning, the 10 minutes, Jason being blown up. My experience, the first time I saw this in the theater was, um, well, first let me mention part eight. I, I actually like part eight. I enjoy part eight. I know it's not a fan favorite, but it's fun. It's cheese. It but is. I really miss Manfredini's score in part eight. So when the beginning of part nine came on and they played the classic Friday the 13th, um score oh, yeah I, was, I thought i remember i looked over to my then girlfriend who i just started dating not even a year earlier and i said oh this is going to be so good to have harry manfredini's classic m- music in this movie and then yeah. after they blew up jason everything changed <laughs> yeah it, I it's like oh man got... they ripped that rug out from under me and i was really disappointed in the music the 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 thing you're talking about is when you see Agent Marcus driving yes. to the cabin. Yes, yes, and, I, and the yeah, light bulb. She passes yeah. the, the Crystal Lake sign. Yeah, that classic. Yes, score. yes. that yes. was it. I thought, oh, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> now, obviously, we still have um, Harry Manfredi did the score for Jason Goes to Hell. It was just it was completely different, and it wasn't the classic Friday. But yeah. if if there was one thing that wasn't in Part Nine or Jason Goes to Hell that could have been what would you have liked to have seen in it oh that's a good question um obviously like maybe a little bit more of jason uh, yeah, i mean i know we get him we get him in the beginning and then we get him like after the 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 you know with the transformation where he jumps into a war he's his body but 
I think maybe another 10, 15 minutes of Jason couldn't have hurt. But I yeah, knew what Adam was going for. He was going for that suspense of when is Jason coming back? When is Jason coming back? And he kind of kept you on the seat a few times, especially with the scene when you see the 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 body going after little baby Stephanie. And I, I told Adam, I'm like, man, you're a risk taker. You're, <laughs> you're going to go after a little baby. <laughs> but, but that's what I also credit Adam for is he wasn't afraid to push the envelope. He wasn't yeah. afraid to push that envelope of saying, I'll do this to shock the audience. And right. like I said, when he, when that body walks over to baby Stephanie, I was like, you can't do that to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, so talking about shocking the audience, um, Aaron Gray, who I would like to wish a belated happy birthday. Her birthday was just a couple yes, of days ago. Yes, happy birthday. Um, yes. I know her character, Diana, she said she, when she saw on the big screen and she saw that, that Jason Demon go between yeah. Diana's legs and up inside her, she did not know they were going to do that. And she was very yeah. offended by that. Yeah, she was. Uh, I that's, think even, that's what these movies went, do, though. They they yeah, shock and offend. Yeah, remember when Adam and Allie used to do the uh, Facebook lives? Yeah, someone someone had asked him about that, and he actually admitted. He goes, "Yeah, he goes." Aaron Gray wasn't too happy with us after that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, and I can't really blame her. I mean that that was kind of <laughs> that could be very um. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, offensive. Yeah. Well, to say the yeah. least. A lot of people saw Aaron as like this this model of beauty, you know, like the stuff that Buck she's Rogers. done in the past. Buck yeah. Rogers, yeah, uh, Silver Spoons. Yeah, you know, so I had a crush on her in Silver Spoons. Me too. And so, girlfriend. Like, yeah, but here's the thing: is like, so you're going to take that aspect of her and turn her into basically like a portal for jesus <laughs> yes and it, so, and it yeah. wasn't even aaron gray that was the portal it was the dead aaron gray so yeah, not only you see the portal that way but she's also she's dead yeah. and, and it's like a double whammy yeah but i uh, going back to what you said about creighton duke i thought creighton duke's character was was genius mm -hmm. uh you know in the beginning i kept figuring like like, how does Jason know? Like, how does he know Jason? Like, right, obviously right. You, don't, you don't hear any mention of him through the whole series. But no, I, I think Adam's backstory to Creighton Duke was his girlfriend was killed on the lake and Creighton witnessed it and vowed vengeance or something. So he studied yeah. up on Jason or something like that. I think they're making a Creighton Duke movie, too, also with Stephen Williams, from what I hear. That's I what I, I hear heard too. Adam say that. Is that? Yeah, yeah Adam I think did I heard say Adam, that. Adam say that. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit before we end this episode here, because with the Terror Express, Express is it's a, an express time. I try and keep all of my episodes here of Terror Talk twenty minutes or less. So let's okay. talk a little bit about your Terror eighty one and and your your networking group. How did that come about, and and what what does that do? Well, you know, for for years I've been do, I've been doing promoting for ten years now. It's um, actually two thousand twenty three is my tenth year anniversary of promoting films, um, but the idea came from. Uh, I had a talk with a friend of mine who was like, you know, this is sometimes this can be stale. You know, we we should do something different. And I kind of came with the idea of let's let's promote everything. Like, uh, let's just give love to not just horror movies, but let's give love to uh, musicians out there. Let's give uh, love to podcasters out there like yourself. Let's give uh, YouTubers out there. Let's 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 build a bridge to have everything getting promoted, lifting everybody up. So uh, the the terror name uh, came from um, 
I, I, kept, I kept thinking of something that would scare people, like uh, scare, uh, horror. And I was like, no, terror. Like everybody's afraid of being terrorized. Right. So right. an eight, 81 came from my favorite year of horror. So that's how yeah, I came your, up with the name. Your, your first uh, Friday the 13th sequel, part two, was one of my favorites for yes. many years. Yes. It, it, um, it was the first movie I actually uh, saw with the Friday the 13th series was part two. Mine too. Mine too. It scared the shit out of me. So yeah. you said 1981 was your favorite year for horror movie. Is is yeah. that when you fell in love with horror movie? When did you fall in love with horror movie and why? Well, actually, the first horror movie I saw was the original Halloween. Uh, I saw it on beta way before VHS. <laughs> You're uh, dating me, us here. Me and my sister uh, used to always try to watch what the adults were watching. And I kept hearing this the the Michael music in the in, in my other room. So I was like, "What's going on in the other room?" So we, we used to, we used to cut a little hole in the sheet because they would put a sheet in front of the hallway, so we couldn't watch what they were watching. So I I, I poked a little hole, and I it came to the scene when you know Michael uh, storms into the closet <laughs> trying to attack Jamie mm-hmm. Lee, and. <laughs> I remember this, I, I I jumped uh, and I, I made a like a scream sound. Of course, I got caught, but uh, that was the first movie I, I went over to my sister's house, and my sister was like, "I don't care what you watch." So I was like, "Do you have like how <laughs> that Halloween movie?" So I sat down and watched it, and I absolutely fell in love with the horror, yeah. horror at that moment. And and Halloween, the original Halloween, is proof that you don't need any gore in a horror movie to be absolutely terrifying. Exactly. There, there's hardly any blood in it at all, and it it is so scary because of the chase scenes and the suspense and the buildups and and the lighting and the mood and the music. All of that is just what makes it terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there is there anybody that you'd like to give a shout out before we end the episode? Yeah, I've been uh, helping this independent uh, actress. Her name is Hillary Tory, and uh, hi Hillary. She, uh, hi Hillary, and uh, she's been in the business for a while, but she. Uh, had an incident a while ago medically oh. and so she's trying to get back into the game again so i've been trying to help her along oh, and i well also like to tori yes tori yeah. she's great and uh my shout out to my my own channel um you said that you watch my uh youtube channel mahoney massacre, mm-hmm. uh, mahoney massacre. I've been, yeah i've been trying to take a turn with that a little bit i still do horror movies but i've been doing like more uplifting uh feel good videos lately and uh excellent yeah i think that was my new year's resolution was to take 2003 with more positivity that's and you can't get more fabulous than that that's just a great way to begin the year and and uh stay on that path so yeah well rob i thank you so much for coming on to the tarot talk and talking about jason goes to hell and all things final friday oh Oh, can i throw one more shout out oh absolutely adam marcus you're the bomb so, Adam right. Marcus, yes, thank you for giving us one of the most controversial uh, installments, movies that one of the movies that people love and people hate and people love to hate and people yeah. just, you know, it's it's uh, a wild ride, Adam. So thank you for that. It's a it's a mark of a good director to be loved and hated at the same time. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you and have a great great night and try and stay warm out there in your fourteen degree weather. All right. Thanks, Jason, for having me. Absolutely. Bye.